Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I would like to share with you guys but an interesting perspective. It is uh, a very famous spiritual perspective. And the idea is, is that usually in life, the opposite is true. Now, what does that mean? I'll explain with a few examples and then we can go a little more elaborate. If you have a person who wants to make money and God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, he's in a situation where he's losing money. Now, uh, a person using his logic may think, okay, start to save up. You know, you, you know, your stocks are going down, the business isn't going so well, let's start to save money. Now, in the spiritual realm, in God's world, in the world of the truth, the opposite is true. When you're losing money, it's time to up your charity, double it. Because you're supposed to show God that I have faith in you, no matter what. No matter what I'm going through. And now that my business is quote-unquote down, it's really just a test to see. Where are you putting, in your, where are you putting your faith? Are you going to start saving your money and think that the money is yours? Or are you going to double your charity? Um, money in Hebrew is Zuz. Zuzim. And this shows you that Kesef, Kesef is always Zaz. Money is always moving around from place to place. It doesn't stay in one place. So God could instantaneously could give you all your money back. But the idea is, is that, you know, when a person is down, he's a little depressed, he's not feeling too good, going through something. We're all really going through something. That's the truth. And the problems are there for us. Not, they're not happening to us. They're happening for us. And they're really there to mold us. And, you know, he thinks, uh, oh, if I go to the nightclub and I do something silly with a girl, I'll feel better about myself. Or if I take these drugs or if I drink this alcohol or if I smoke this, if I smoke this weed or if I, whatever I do, this is going to help me. And the opposite is true. And for some reason, our brain never thinks, let's just stay home. Let's just, you know, be with ourselves a little bit. Let's just heal. You know, these concepts became so foreign today. The concepts of actually doing what's right and what's going to actually help you. Let's just go to a Shur Torah. Maybe I'll feel better. Like, this is, what you're, this is what your brain is supposed to go to. This should be the escape method. Not to go to a nightclub or to do something silly that you're going to regret or it's going to make you feel worse about yourself. We have to start making decisions that are going to be better for ourselves. And the chances are, when you're going through... That, that's why you can never trust yourself... It says in the Gemara, I think, or Bikiravot, correct me. Don't trust in yourself, in your own opinion, until the day you pass away. Because we can never really know what our, which direction our head is steering us in. Chances are, yes, if you ask yourself, you know, is this a positive thought or a negative thought, you can easily, you know, differentiate between Yetzahara and Yetzahara Tov. But sometimes the Yetzahara Tov is so smart, uh, the Yetzahara, sorry, sometimes the evil inclination is so smart. And it's so in your head, and it's so controlling you, that it can give you a thought that you think is, is a good one, but really, it's masking itself as a good one, and it's really a bad one. And, you know, like, it can tell you, oh, uh, you know, just, just go hang out with that girl. She's a nice girl, she's good for you, she'll talk to you. But really, it's just trying to get you in a situation where you can, God forbid, fall in the, in the, in the test of Kambabrit. You know, the Yetzirah is a, is, a, is a genius, and he knows us be- better than we know ourselves. That's why a person on any level of observance, and I say this to people all the time, a person on any level of observance should always have a rabbi, someone to talk to their spiritual matters. Whether it be a decision of going to a new, living in a new neighborhood, uh, going to a different kind of college, working in a new job, 
even even the small decisions like you know what kind of car you should get a person should always have rabbinical authority there's no question about it and you may ask oh what does a rabbi know about this um well rabbis know a lot believe it or not they spend majority of their time helping people gathering life experiences uh, and the main thing is that they spent the majority of their time learning Torah. They spent the majority of their time learning God's wisdom. And God's wisdom only makes you smarter and smarter. You know, so next time you're facing an issue, find a rabbi. And if you don't have a rabbi, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I can set you up with one because Baruch Hashem, my contacts are filled with rabbis uh, throughout the years. And I know many, many rabbis really really give their lives to to help people and to make a difference and it's very very uh it's a very beautiful thing um back to the topic you know people really really go through things in lives in their lives i'm not going to take away from that every person you meet is going through something and how they treat you in that moment is usually a projection of how they're feeling and when you ask them a question it's usually what's on their mind that day you know they could they could have been made to feel good that day or they could have been made to feel negatively that day and what they tell you is usually something that's on their mind it's important to know that that with that with that being said you cannot usually trust the average joe's opinion that's also another reason why we should really trust our rabbis and what what they're saying is because they're giving you the truth of the torah this is deep deep wisdom from the creator instilled in us from the creator of the universe it is not just uh, what's on my mind this day (laughs) while many people try to fill their mind with with the opinions of sports and espn analysts and uh, philosophers and things of that nature which is just more gathered life experience there are rabbis who are gathering the the knowledge they're thinking in their head, what does Rashi say? What does Tosfot say? What does Ramban say? What does the Rambam say? What does the Gra say? They're, they're, they're gathering experiences of these really, really big rabbis. So it's not really them thinking. It's more so they're thinking with this type of Kedushah. And it makes it a whole different ballgame. Because life experience is great. You know, people go through life and they see things. But the, the world, the people in the on the planet, the people in the world are very far from perfect. And we're very far from doing what's right. And while we may have basic moral codes, how many of us really follow it behind closed doors? The idea is to really become a better and better version of yourself and to learn how to grow, how to heal, how to go through things. You need, you need Hashem's wisdom. You need to learn more Torah. And sometimes when you feel that even the stranger is giving you what feels like a good advice or a listening ear sometimes then the opposite is true sometimes it's really an advice that's going to get you farther and farther away from the truth and we have to very we have to know how to choose from good and from bad i'm not saying god forbid to not uh, talk to anyone on the street but what i'm saying is, is to know how to listen because sometimes we can get an emotional attachment to a person's listening ears and it can make us feel good about it in the moment but maybe we shouldn't be talking to this person in the first place and maybe you know that the advice they're giving us is not really the best advice for us but since since they're you know giving us that feeling of warmth and security in that moment we confide in them and we trust them when no one else listens to us now, I know a lot of people have a bit of a turnoff from rabbis because of maybe how they grew up 
or a certain rabbi turned them off. I want to tell you that a rabbi is a representative of the religion, and not, obviously not all of them are good, but part of growing and experiencing life, you're going to have to know how to differentiate good from bad, you know? Uh, the, the purpose of a rabbi is to really think for you. I know a lot of people, they want to be independent thinkers, and people want to know how to be strong thinkers and that's a very good trait to, to have and to acquire and to learn how to do but when it comes to really big decisions in your life or even small decisions like what kind of car to buy or where to eat or what to do you know us as Jewish people we, we we're very focused on on growth and we're very focused on following the rules in the Torah now there's no person that will know this best but a rabbi Obviously, it's not healthy to call a rabbi every single second and to say, oh, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? Sometimes you need it. and Sometimes you need to learn a way of thinking. But I think the Rambam mentions that whoever we surround ourselves with is who we become. So if a person surrounds himself with like-minded people and with a lot of rabbis, he's going to pick up their train of thought. He's going to pick up their way of thinking. And he'll be able to apply it to his own life. Because a rabbi is just a person who extremely pierced the evil inside of him and, and, and nearly um, eliminated it. And there's nothing left there but just good and, and pureness and holiness. One of the biggest rabbis of the past, you could say 100 years, is the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Uh, whoever hasn't heard of him, Rabbi Nachman Mendel Schneerson, his grave is in Queens by the Ohel. This man did something incredible. He sent out 6,000 people all over the planet to open up Bet Chabad's. And now now every single Jew knows with, with certainty and with confidence wherever they go, there's going to be a Bet Chabad there. They know that even in Costa Rica, in the middle of nowhere, there's a Bet Chabad. And you know, you ask yourself, how is that possible? How is it possible that a man, that one man, you know, you could say convinced 6,000 people like young people, sometimes the, the owner of a, the, the, the manager of a Chabad in the middle of like a random country is like 24 years old. And you ask yourself, how is this possible? How is it possible that one man did such a big mission? And the beauty in this is as follows. This man, I, I heard this in a, in a shiur, someone asked um, one of the people who, I, and I think in the Chabad in Hawaii, uh, how is like they asked someone who knew the Lubavitch Rebbe personally and they asked him this question It wasn't a young Chabadster. It was uh, more so someone who was in the game for a long time and he had a He had a relationship with the Lubavitch Rebbe and he said as follows the Lubavitch Rebbe while people can Make many assumptions about him and say many things about him The one thing that he did that led him to his great success was that he believed in people more than they believed in themselves And that is beautiful you have to believe in the person more than they believe in themselves. My friends, you may think, especially men, men may think that we have to act tough and to, you know, put each other down and to, you know, I don't know, I, I see in my relationships with my boys, uh, it's always like a, who has the bigger ego kind of thing and who's the, who's the man, who's, not, who's in the hottest emotions. My friends, the opposite is true. It's a strength to show weakness and it's a strength to show vulnerability. And you want to talk about girls, women love that. Women love a man that can be vulnerable. Women love a man that is not scared to be himself. 
even if the date doesn't go anywhere, you know, even if you go out with a girl and it doesn't doesn't go in a certain direction that you want it to go in, at least you got an experience. At least you got a lesson. At least you learned something from another person. You know, to be vulnerable with someone doesn't always mean you're going to marry them. It just means that you, you have the strength to show weakness. You have the strength to show vulnerability. And, you know, at the end of the day, you don't marry that person, but you got a huge lesson out of it. So in life... The opposite is usually true. And I want to finish this podcast with, a, with, a, with something that really changed my life. Um, I, I grew up always looking for deeper meaning in things. And I once heard a shiur by Yaron Ruven, Rabbi Yaron Ruven. It was about Shalom Bayit. And he said something that really changed my life. And it changed my perspective on a lot of things. He said as follows. There's a story in Sefer HaChinuch. And... To those who know me, you probably heard this already because I love repeating this. There's a story in Sefer HaChinuch where there was a couple that got married. And the, the, the man, it says that the man was very, very far from any type of uh, intelligence. And the woman was, was smart. Kind of like Rabbi Akiva and his wife, but a different couple. Like, this, like the man was extremely like meforash, like not smart at all. And this is in Sefer HaChinuch. You can look it up. I'm not making this up. Um, and they were married. Fine. And the woman, his wife, would every day tell him, you're going to be the Gadol Hador one day. You're going to be the Gadol Hador one day. You're going to be the Gadol Hador one day. She basically lied to him. You know, she just, she just filled him with, with these empowering words every day and made him really believe in himself. And long story short, you know what happened after 60, 70 years of a, of a lifetime? That her husband became the Gadol Hador. She took someone who was not smart, failed out, failed all his classes. Everyone looked at him as someone not intelligent, and she and she pushed him with her words to become the Gadol Hador. My friends, words are like bullets. They can either pierce through the they can pierce through the the walls that we put up and really infiltrate our heart and make us feel really good about ourselves, or they can do the exact opposite and they can hit us right in the head and kill us. Use, choose your words wisely. The opposite is true. When you think it's a time to act tough and to be in it for yourself and to show everyone how strong you are, sometimes it's a, it's a sign to put yourself down, to humble yourself and to make someone else feel good about themselves. When you think it's a time to walk into a room and show everyone that you're the boss, the opposite is true. Usually your instinctive feeling to, like as a reaction to something, the opposite is usually true because the instinct is not always the instinct is many times triggered by your by the physical part of you. You get excited or you you're in a certain situation. You want to show people, look at look at me, look who I am. The opposite is usually true, my friends. And if you're a guy listening to this or a girl listening to this, always carry this with you. Usually, the opposite is true. What I, of what I think is to be true because I cannot trust myself. So if you think it's a time to show that you're tough, show that you're weak. If you think it's a time to show how much money you have, show how little money you have. If you think it's a time to show how tough you are, show how weak you are. That's, that's, that's the main key because people need love and they will not ask for love. One word that you tell someone can drastically make a difference because especially when you get older, I see it in my own life, I see it in my friends' lives, one person can come in and tell you something and it could make a massive, massive impact on you for, for positive or for good. You can tell someone, oh my God, you're such an amazing person and that'll stick with you the whole week. It's like, wow, this, this, this guy told me I'm amazing. Or you can tell someone, oh my God, you're like, uh, I don't like this about you. And they'll, they'll be like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? People are very sensitive nowadays. 
and we were always like this and you know especially the new generation very very sensitive and that inner child needs to be listened to it needs to be heard it needs to be validated and we all need love there's, there's no shortage of love and if you have the, the the possibility to build someone or to put someone down choose to build someone always always choose growth always choose to build someone up because words really build someone even if it's even if you're like i don't know shopping and there's a cashier like just say oh my god you look great today have a nice day make someone smile that smile goes a long way people, people literally have suicide like go go google how many people commit suicide a day in new york city and just new york city alone you're gonna be shocked by the statistics people are sometimes on on their on their verge and you can god forbid play a role in ruining someone's life or you can play a role in saving someone's life and it's just making them smile one time it's making them feel alive it's making them feel good we have hard we have life is hard bro like straight up life is not easy and sometimes what a person needs is just like just to feel like a little bit good after a long day and after so much stress and after so much going through so much people just want to like yo this this i I don't know, I had this day and, and this guy in the street, he was just like smiling and I just, I looked at him. Like smiles are, are, are contagious, you know, they're infectious. And you have a smile that's unique, that's uniquely your smile. Your smile, out of the 7 billion people, no one can, no one can recreate your smile. No one can copy paste it. It's your smile, so wear it. You have a beautiful smile. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what anyone has ever told you. You have a smile that's beautiful and you can make someone else smile just by smiling. You know, me smiling when I'm talking now can make you smile because you can feel, you can, you can literally feel the smile through the phone. It's contagious. You know, smiles are contagious and people want, people need more of them. Imagine the whole world was always smiling. Like, like how would life be? You know, it would, be, would, it, would it be possible to be upset if the whole world was smiling? Like, we need it. We need more love in the world. The world needs more love and more positivity and more understanding and more compassion to other people's feelings because that is ultimately the goal. It, the goal is not is not money and not massive wealth. You're gonna you're gonna become you're gonna get your money regardless if you're nice if you're a nice guy or not. God's gonna take care of you. But you really wanna show God that you're a good, you know, partner with him to receive whatever you want in your life. Just be a good person. If you work on being a good person, you'll get everything. You'll get the money. You'll get the girl. You'll get the the big house. You get. Every, I promise you, if you work, if you if you make it a priority to work on your bad, on your negative character traits, I promise you, you will become you will become successful in every single aspect and dynamic of your life. One hundred percent. This podcast is sponsored by I Want What You Want Hashem. Check us out on Instagram. We're selling merch to make the world a better place. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please smile today. Make the world a little bit of a brighter place. I love you all listening to this and have an amazing day. I, 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 I really hope that everyone should get their salvations answered very, very, very soon. And Rata Hashem, we should make the world a better place.